welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bros Balls Bangers podcast. I am your host, Caleb Wilcox. We are recording on a Sunday evening this week. A little, little change or upper. With me, as always, my glorious co-host. Back from a long weekend in KC. Worked his little tail off. Mr. Frickin' Cody Davis. Ooh, baby. It is so glad to be back with you, my friend. I uh, love this little recording on a Sunday night. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a lot better for us as far as our schedules and giving us some more time to uh, just kind of get everything sorted out for the pod each week and give us more time to edit and all those good things. So It's daylight outside. It so. is. It feels nice recording and I know. it might still be daylight when we get finished recording. So let's it's nice uh, to have a, a shorter one, not not a two hour long one. Yes. Hopefully yes. keep it to a, a short one for your guys' uh, listening pleasures this week. Yes. <laughs> Yes, but man, KC was fantastic, brother. Yeah. One of the craziest weekends I think I've ever worked. Cool. Each day was probably about 10 to 12 hours shifts. Uh, Complete back-to-back-to-back three-day banger of just nonstop running on my feet. Made a ton of money, so I can't complain. It's always the goal. Always the goal. Great atmosphere. The Kansas City, whole city was just on fire. Just the positivity around everybody. It was great being around so many NFL fans too, just diehard fans. Yeah. I just loved it. Uh, they had for people so- that didn't that don't know. He worked the NFL draft up in Kansas City that went on from Thursday to Saturday. It ended yesterday. So that's what he got to do. Yes. They pretty much shut down Union, Union Station, <laughs> uh, train station, and made it be, made an experience, honestly. There was just so much to do, so many great uh, food places, events type things, so many players, celebrities there, just all around amazing, amazing atmosphere. That's so. awesome. That's super cool. The first time Kansas City's had something like this other than the championship parades. So go Kansas City, always showing out, continuing to show. Obviously, I'm a Bronco fan, but it's awesome that they continue to show out and show the world that the heart of America is definitely where the diehard NFL fans are and your people did. And it's diverse, too. Did you see a lot of different team like oh representation? Gosh. Bro, it was crazy. Like when I tell you, when I told you earlier, it was kind of a music festival type vibe. Yeah. But for sports. But there were so many different people from so many different cities, uh, just a whole different atmosphere that you would just wouldn't think it'd be like that in such a small place like KC. Kansas City's huge. Yeah. But downtown's they not the packed very it, man. wide. They packed yeah. it so, so well. Did you get to go out or were you even wanting no, to do not want to? I was so exhausted. Yeah. It I was just done. Just done sauced. Uh, I want to shout out. This won't be my shout out for later, but yeah. I want to shout him out on the pod because I know he listens. My dear, dear friend, Corey, L- Corey Weiland. I know you know him as well. Yeah. That boy, man. Thank God for letting, letting me stay at his place and crash. I was there for maybe five, six hours the whole entire three days that I was in KC, but got no sleep whatsoever because we were getting off so late and had to be there so early. But thank you so much, Corb. Like, love you, dude. You the man. I uh, got to hang out with a little bit um, with them, a little bit Rudy and Aaron. I uh, got to talk with the boys <laughs> and shit. But crazy, crazy weekend, man. Casey was litty titty. What did you say? Traffic like busy. They yeah. had so many streets shut down. It it was hard. It was was hard it to easy to get in and out, like after work, or how did you? Were you Ubering or what did you do? Thank goodness that we had to get there so early and got off 
later as in everybody was already kind of out of there. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't terrible, but it was about a 20-minute drive from Quarry's to Union Station. So okay. it was a little bit of a hike each day. And then we the, the worst part of the whole day was walking because once you got into the place where we parked, we had to walk about a 20-minute walk back to where we check in for our work workspace. Oh, crap. Yeah, really? Dude. So it, we got our steps in, man. I'm telling you. It was... You should have had some sort of step tracker, like a Apple Watch, or should have borrowed Jake's while. Well, so the fr- our, my friend Sam that I shouted out last week, she was with me, and she always keeps track of her steps. And we were averaging at least almost 18 to 20 miles a day. Wow. Walking. I'm sure you're going to feel that for the next few days. Oh, dude. I am... When I... You know me. I was hobbling in here when I first got here. Yeah. I was barely being able to walk. I fucked up my feet so bad. Legs are torched. Ooh, calves, legs, body. It's all, all gone. Done. <laughs> it's all gone. Yep. So, but it feels great. Had a great time. Uh wouldn't take it back for anything. That it was such a cool experience, the whole the whole thing in general. So Yeah. It was so normally each year for the draft. So the draft happens Thursday. And how the NFL does the draft is round one is just one night because it's such a long process. They gave everyone their walkouts and their jersey shows and whatnot and then round two and three are on friday and then four five six and seven are on saturday correct correct yeah so normally on thursday me adam josh poland and a couple of other people would always get together at b-dubs clayton had gone Mm -hmm. a few times ryan had gone a few times and we would all meet up at b-dubs and watch the entire first round at B-dubs and this was the first year that hasn't happened in probably four or five years so that was a little weird that was sorry to cut you off uh that was something that I saw a lot at the draft so many older gentlemen that were like all in different jerseys yeah meeting together like in the morning even before even was like really getting going just like getting their table ready everybody's like talking draft fucking you know research and shit dude it's it was so cool and I hope we do that did you get to wear eagle gear at all so I didn't know we could until literally we got there the first morning. Uh, so, so I was like, any? didn't pack. I packed my one Philly jacket. That was it. Yeah. Uh, so I finally got to wear that on Saturday morning whenever we walked in. But it was so warm Saturday. Yeah, because you're moving the entire time. There you're was no need for it. Yeah, no way. So sweat your freaking balls off. Yeah, but I'm glad I didn't wear my jersey either because I would have just got it dirty as hell. But yeah, and then you have upset. Yeah. <laughs> There was tons of Philly fans there, man. We showed out very, very well. I was happy oh, okay. to see that. Uh, there was just any Denver fans. Uh, a bunch of Denver fans. I saw a lot of Judy jerseys. Judy jerseys, yeah. Okay. Bunch of Judy jerseys. Shout out Denver. Uh, there, there was just so many. I like I said, see the most. Oh yeah, flooded red. Yeah, definitely flooded red. What would you say is the second that you saw there? <clears throat> That's a great question. I'll probably say. Denver. There close was enough. a lot of orange. Close. Orange. Some of it Cincinnati, but a lot of Denver. Yeah. So, yeah. Did the, the boys in blue show out? Any cowboy nation? There were a few cowboy fans that I saw that were dressed up pretty dope. Okay. And a lot of fans really were dressed up. Like, well, were people dressed up in, like, jerseys and stuff? Or was it, like, people just dressed up in everyday, like... A lot of jerseys. A lot of just extravagant outfits, too. Okay. Just tons, like... Well, there's also hands, like, the chains, all the stuff. It's like the sports world's Coachella. Type it is, feeling. dude. It felt like that. It really did. There you was, said a few times that you felt like it was a music festival type vibe. Yes. It 
how big it was, the overall like whole deal that you could go around walk in felt like a festival, made it feel like a festival. The type of just treks down the fields and stuff like that. And they had like the punt, pass and kick stuff set up for all the kids. Man, it was just awesome. I wish they did it every year. (laughs) How much of the coverage did you get to see? Not very much, sadly. So did you get to see how they would get to walk in and when they put their hats on and like how they all did that? So I maybe got to see like three picks because I got to go out there for like five or ten minutes each day. So I meant like on the actual, so like the actual coverage showed them like they were obviously, so Union Station completely blocked off and changed and they had like little like seating areas for each of the players' families who they actually wanted to attend the draft and whatnot. Um and so they would get called and they would walk out of Union Station and then they would get their hat and they'd go up to this mirror and they'd get to like put their hat on and like fix their hair and like do not oh, have yeah. like a camera there. So it was like them in front of that. And then they'd walk out onto the stage and meet Roger Goodell. Oh, damn. Yeah. See, I didn't get to see any of that. Yeah. So, yeah. I just got to see the front of the stage and where they were walking out on. That's it. So yeah. we did get to go. We got to go into the same entrance as all those people coming. Oh, that's cool. So, like, I get to say that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't, so didn't get to get any hands-on type stuff, which was unfortunate. Just so busy. Mm-hmm. But uh, still just an overall great, great experience. I'll, so cool. I'll never forget. I'm glad, so. glad you got to do that because that's awesome. We, so, uh, we first before we end off that, yeah, we, we definitely need to get a group together and just go to a draft each year. Just make make that a little deal. I think next year's in Detroit, Oops. so I don't know how. I've never been to De- well, I've dri- I've driven through Detroit. But yeah, honestly, to go to the festival. But. Yeah, but I haven't got to actually see it for what it is. So maybe Spend some time there. Maybe maybe we plan something like that. Who they knows? have a dome too, don't they? It's inside. I'm not sure where they'll have it. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Like, I wonder if they do try to do it on the field or. I don't know what big place is like, in Detroit, Michigan either. I'm sure they have like a nice little type. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Like a car kind of thing? Yeah. Ooh, interesting. That would be cool. Yeah. I like it. I'm well, sure they're probably already thinking. That's something we can come up and talk with for next year, too. For sure. Now that you're back and, and tired and, and recovering, what's got big plans for your week? How any You got a busy week ahead of you? Bunch of recovery, that's for sure. <laughs> your boy's hurting over here, guys. Like, hurting bad, bad. So, recovery a little bit. Uh, to just get some stuff lined up for this week. Uh, we kind of go into my shout out, right? I guess we can kind of transition into that. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, shout out my friend right here. She has been killing it uh, for her student teaching, and she goes to Evangel, and she's almost done with everything. Uh, she's graduating this Thursday, and I just wanted to shout her out. She's a such a good homie. Uh, has been for a little bit now. We've really kind of connected over the past two years, and going to a lot of festivals and. Just different type of events and concerts together, and uh, her fiance is uh, one of my other best friends as well, um, Mr. Tegan Keck. And back to my original shout out, Miss Sydney Hill. She is just one of the funniest people I've ever met. She she's so so funny, so quirky. Probably one of the most competitive people I've ever met as well. As you know, we've been on the pickleball court together. And And one place we've been together. Yes. And yeah, even like card game, she is vicious. So love her. Shout out. Congratulations on graduating, girl. That's such a huge accomplishment. Proud of you. Absolutely. Uh, You're going to do amazing, amazing things with your teaching and 
you're just gonna kill it. You're so good with kids. I know you appreciate kids so so much. Could Go kill it. Work. Keep doing great things. Love you so much. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> love it. Yes. So I what, absolutely love it. Who's your shout out for the week, bud? I know we, you got a special one for us. So um, I before we got in here and did the pod, we watched the Warriors play, which we'll talk about when we get into the balls, but. And we were both kind of dragging a little bit. Get those mid-Sunday blues. You're ready to kind of start winding the evening down. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to figure out the schedule and what we want to do about recording. But Macy came through in the clutch. So Macy gets the shout-out this week. Macy made us both a coffee. Mm. She got you a little double espresso. I got a single. A uh, couple white mochas with a little salted caramel, salted vanilla, or whatever it was. And... Oh my gosh, it was delicious. We both had it guzzled down before we even started the pod. So uh, mine's empty for sure. The right fact here. that we're recording and, and rocking and rolling right now is, is a testament to Macy. So shout out to her and, and getting us through and making making the pod possible tonight. So <laughs> definitely gotta shout her out. Real MVP, baby. Absolutely. Uh I know we have we're gonna see each other a ton this week. We've got Movies lined up to go see, games lined up to watch together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a fun, fun, fun week. We do, of, we do have a great week now that you've mentioned that. Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Which this is just loaded. Just man. thinking about it, because we'll see each other Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We'll watch <laughs> game. We're going to see the movie Tuesday, record Wednesday, <clears throat> hang out with uh, Erland, watch again Thursday. Gosh, bro. What a, what a time. Yeah. Exciting. Let's go. Well, in, in that regard, let's just go ahead and announce what we're going to be doing and in, in the future of the pod for the next week or so. We normally record on Mondays and then release on Wednesdays. So what's going to happen with the release schedule over the coming week is <clears throat> Monday we're releasing 6B, which will have already released by the time this pod comes out, but just kind of want to let you guys know in case you haven't seen that 6B is out. 6B is officially out. It came out Monday, May 1st. We talked about having it released over the weekend, but with the draft going on, Cody being gone, I wanted to kind of wait for him to get back. And plus, we didn't know that it would do too well over the weekend, to be honest, with people having stuff. People have big plans, yeah. Easier to listen to podcasts in the week during work days and stuff like that, in my opinion. So that's kind of our strategy there. We will release this episode Wednesday, May 3rd, which then, on that same day, we're going to go ahead and early record episode 8, which will be Mr. Devin Gibbs. He's going to be our third guest. We're going to have him on. He's in from Kansas City. Thank goodness we could kind of map out some time. It doesn't happen on the Lakers-Warriors game, so we can kind of focus <laughs> up on him and yep. give him our full attention. So excited for that episode, excited for that recording. Uh, that one will come out on the next Wednesday like normal, so we'll have tons of time to edit. No excuse for me to not make it perfect and add something cool to it. So hopefully we yeah, talk maybe. about some fun, mm-hmm. fun things, and that gives me just a full week to really try my hand at hopefully adding some sounds and... Maybe we can play around with some video stuff or we'll, we'll figure some fun stuff out because we'll have a good week off of not recording before releasing another episode. So Doing another. Yep. Yeah, it'll be exciting. I love it. But that's going to do it for the bro segment. 
glad to have you back, buddy. Glad mm. you're here in one piece. Nothing happened to you. you. Didn't get shot up there. No one tried to rob the bar or anything like that. So thank goodness. No, yeah. no big issues. Good. No, and there wasn't a whole lot of that anywhere, Good. honestly. So shout out KC. Shout out the city. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Like let's do it again. Would love it. I'm glad the turnout did well and that it all went well because that definitely gives probably the NFL hope to bring it back. To bring it back. It, and it should. Yeah. Because it was an awesome, awesome atmosphere. It's central located too, and I think that helps with everybody traveling-wise. Being able to kind of... Kansas City has that airport that's so money. It's usually not too, too expensive to fly into there. It's awesome. Pretty so. main highways getting in and out too. Like yeah. super hard to get in and out of the city. Yep. If you want to go see other places, you're not too far away either. So... Yeah. It's perfect. Love it. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, well, let's just go jump straight into it. Okay. So into the mother effing balls. Diving deep, baby. We mm. have the matchup that Cody and I have been saying since the play-in was kind of being talked about as far as our teams getting in and kind of being locked in as far as at least going to have a chance to participate in the play-in tournament, play their way into the playoffs, and then playoffs start. Everything lined out the way we kind of figured that... You would get the play-in spot, end up at the 7 or 8. We would end up getting the 6 or 5. And then maybe meet in round 2 or the conference finals, mm -hmm. depending on the bracket side. Things played out like they did. You got the Grizz as matchup number 1 mm -hmm. in round 1. And then we got the tough, pesky little Sacramento Kings up-and-coming team. Gave Golden State all they could handle. Took them to a game seven. Golden State was able to get that done today. Ended up beating them by 20 mm -hmm. to now face your Los Angeles Lakers, who easily, easily handled the Grizzlies on Friday night. Mm -hmm. Beat them by 40, correct? 40 banger, bud. Yeah. It wasn't, came out and just immediately in the first quarter was like, Sorry, boys. Come back next year. We're we're easily just wrapping this up right now. Type yeah. of thing. And Braun, close. Braun knew he <clears throat> that game wasn't getting away from them. But that that's what you got to see. I mean, that's what Braun. <clears throat> they obviously we recorded on Wednesday, so the fans won't have unless they've watched won't have known that the Warriors got absolutely smoked at home by the Kings on Friday night. We yes. had a chance to wrap up our series in six. And then our game one would have been today mm -hmm. had we handled business on Friday night, but got beat yep. by 19 at home. Yep, which was strange. Came out really weird. It was a weird game. Uh, I don't... You learn from things like that, so... I think they might have thought that Sack would have probably came in there a little doggish and being like, yeah, we're probably done. You guys got us at home. Like, yeah. let's just wrap this up. We'll give you the game six and we can just call it. But no, they came out fired on. They... Well, Lee Monk came out fired on all cylinders. Yes, he did. That and dude. That team's up and coming. For sure. They're going to be a problem, I think, for the West to handle, depending on how they handle contracts and handle player movement things yes. like that. They need some interior help. You can tell that they got really deep. Looney had the best overall. I mean especially what he 15 did. To 16 points or 16 rebounds a game. That's insane. The last two games he had over 20 apiece. Yeah. Which is just mad. And most of them come in the offensive side, which is even oh, yeah. better. You're getting more shots One for your guys. I read a stat on Twitter that the Kings had 11 
total offensive rebounds, and Kevon Looney had 10. What, like, that's that's unheard of numbers. Just you taking, can't be doing that. Take, well, you can't be doing that anyway, but when you're giving Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole more shots, that's just Even a person like do. Andrew Wiggins who has a chance to set up yeah. and actually shoot he can the hit. ball. He can get hot. Yeah. Take um, control of the game, too. Before we get into breaking down the Warriors-Lakers a little bit, mm-hmm. let's break down the rest of the final or the rest of the playoffs and, and how that's looking. Celtics were able to wrap up against the Hawks and move on. So <coughs> Hawks are bounced. Celtics are moving on. We've now got the West semifinals going on, the other side of it, that being the Suns and Nuggets. Nuggets handled business against the Suns in game one, beat them by 18. Pretty handily, yep. Yeah. Kevin Durant only scored, I think, 29 in that point, in that game. So, I mean, obviously, 29 is not nothing to scratch your head at, but still not Kevin Durant. You expect more. Not much. Yeah. Compared to losing 18 by 18. Yeah, you just expect more. I think Devin Booker had 27, so... Chris Paul, 11, DeAndre, 8, and 2, and Josh Kogi 2 points. So, didn't get any bench help. Like, none. Yeah, and that's their biggest worry, as we talked about before. Yeah, they bench. don't have anybody. Torrey Craig played 24 minutes and took three shots the entire time. Damn, had and a, he's supposed to be a three-point shooter. Kevin Durant had a minus 20 rating. And their entire team had a minus rating besides, like, three dudes. Damn. So, they struggled. I, I expect them to turn it around, and at least... Whether or not they win or not, I don't know. But I, I expect them to come out and put up a better fight come Monday night. Two things. Book and Katie have to carry. If neither of them have 30, they're not winning. That's, yeah. that's playing. So they both have to have 30, in they, my opinion. Yeah, pretty close to 30. Or if for one, maybe having 40 or 50. That's, that's what has to happen each game. Yeah, but at least both of them have to average 30. Correct. Two, if DeAndre Ayton is giving you nothing against the Joker, the MVP... Maybe a third time MVP in a row. It's going to be a long series for Phoenix, bro. They might be in five. I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. It might be quick, quick. Cause Which is scary. Outside of that, you're not getting anything from anybody. In a consistent basis, anyway, you're not getting anything. You need the Suns to put up a fight. Uh, well, real quick before I touch on that, I agree with you about the DeAndre Ayton thing because even if – Jokic isn't in there. Aaron Gordon's still banging on the boards. He's going to just crash the boards every Real time. problem. Just, Pesky. Exactly. Yes. Um, don't know who you're putting in there after Aiden. So Aiden's obviously got a rest. He can't play 48 minutes. I think it's Biombo, right? That's, yeah. And he's been having injury concerns with his shoulder. Getting beat up a little down there. And Aaron Gordon is he's, definitely a, a physical dude. He yeah. does not mind he's, to get those six fouls and get out of the he's game. Beating That's your what he's there for. For 48 minutes. That's what 100%. he's saying. So, concerns there. What I was going to say is, you want the Suns to put up a fight if you're the Warriors-Lakers, because the Warriors-Lakers is going to go six or seven. It's going to be a dog fight. Those teams are going to go at each other every single night, and mm-hmm. you need the Suns to do the same to the Nuggets, because you don't want the Nuggets to win at five and just sit there for a week and a half waiting and get rest and even more health while Warriors and Lakers are just beating each other down. True. But I also think Phoenix would need the rest more if it were the other way around, other than Denver. I'd rather have Denver sit and wait. Because, I mean, they're pretty healthy. 
and they got everybody going. Yeah, they got they got everybody. So getting them nice and cold maybe before a series starts because you know they're gonna have home court. Denver's gonna be rocking, but I do think whoever goes in there could definitely take a game one or two. Well, I also going into Denver play two games. I mean, it's the altitude yeah. is, is definitely difficult. And, and I just I just know looking back at. Um, old LeBron versus the Warrior series, it's going to be tough and physical. Yes. So Either just, way, if Phoenix comes back, because Phoenix going into Phoenix game one is going to be rowdy too. Oh, for sure. That crowd, oh my God. You just want Phoenix to put up a fight. You don't... I want I want that game to, to go, go six or seven. Yeah. To at least both of those teams to have to play it and be physical and actually grind it out rather than one team just cruise their way to an yeah. easy five or four game victory. Let's get two game sevens. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. I think four game sevens would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, looking at the East, we got the, the Sixers versus the Celtics, which Joel is not going to play in that game one. He's doubtful. Yes. He is doubtful. Not looking likely with that knee injury. That's so fucking unfortunate, man. That sucks, man. That. And... What helps, though? They are the number one defensive rated team in the playoffs. They They're are. allowing 92, I think I said, points a game right now. For the entire playoffs, so which is just four games. I know, I get it, but that's still something. Well, I mean, and Joel is obviously their a big point of that. Their star and their their big guy, but let's not forget Dave James Harden, Tyrese Yes, Tobias is still a dude. Yes. he can still go get you twenty five mm-hmm. if he needs to. And yep, um, one game isn't going to kill him against the Celtics team that has lost some questionable games to a lesser team in Atlanta. That you shouldn't have lost. They lost at home, and the game is it's in Boston. Yeah. So, 76ers could easily go in there and still win. Doc is still a great coach for Philly. No yep. matter what you say about him, he's going to draw up something good, especially for Boston and those type of these teams. Agreed. He just does well against them. Who knows what's going to happen in that series, man. I, th- I think Philly could honestly get a few games without Joel. So, even if they do decide to rest him, might be for their best interest because they could steal one. You never know. Tire Maxi could have a thirty plus game and lead them to a victory. It could happen. Agreed. Especially with Jalen and Tatum taking games off, I feel like I I don't know. So I feel like either Tatum's taking a game off or Jalen's taking a game off. There, there's one one or the other. Yeah, no, I I would agree with that statement. That Boston team's weird. They should be they're very talented. They're so very, deep. So so deep. They got a lot of guys taking shots too, like Brogdon coming in. Taking a bunch of shots. You just wonder if it's kind of becoming to be like a, a Brooklyn Nets type situation <sighs> where it's becoming to be like those guys are like, oh, we don't need a coach. We don't need work so good that, that maybe they're becoming a little more egotistical than we think they are. Maybe the head coach is going to be the difference for them this year because they don't have email. Yeah. So what what if that is the situation they get bounced by Philly even if Joel doesn't play half the series that would be a big the statement. discipline is definitely what i want to watch over yes. over this series i want to watch the discipline of the Celtics and how they handle crunch time situations and potentially going down in the series if they were to lose a few games so i do believe whoever wins that series is going to the nba finals okay i there's another team out there in the Eastern Conference that could potentially yes, um, yes, sir. I believe make it. some noise. Yes, <laughs> they are making noise as it is right now. And that's the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat are currently versing the New York Knicks, who they beat today by seven. 
A yes. little bit of a scare with Jimmy Butler turning that right ankle. We'll have to see what his health looks like. Where's up, baby? Uh, Jimmy Butler, you just mentioned, is averaging 37 in the playoff. 37 points per game, bro. He's going absolutely wild, willing his team to victory with that upset against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, the Knicks beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, where they now are meeting in the Eastern Conference semifinals. So, quick little Heat Knicks. The Heat obviously looked dominant in that first game. It was in the Madison Square Garden, which you hope the Knicks win game one and kind of set the tone for the series. Yeah. They don't do that. Have to respond to game two. It looked like they came out hot because I think they were up 11 after the first quarter. Yeah. I think so the energy was, was there. Uh, I think it tapered towards the end because, yeah, they they were up, up 11, and then they were still up by five going yeah. into halftime. Yeah. And then after half, Jimmy... And had his the score. Heat mm-hmm. blitzed them pretty pretty good. Had 11, or plus 11 in that half, or in that quarter. I think they'll bounce back. New York's got, still got three players. The matchups, Julius didn't play. The, yeah, see, Julius didn't play. The matchups are there if they're, all their guys are there. Brunson came out and said that he had a terrible game, that it was on him. I don't think which he I love. made a three. I think yeah. he was like 0 for 7 or something. I love your stars coming out and taking ownership. Like sure. that, That's your guy. He should come out and say that. That's... I love I love Jalen. He's such a player, man. I hope they Good end up beat. I hope they beat the Heat just because the Knicks being in the Eastern Conference Finals and Good against the against the Celtics or the Sixers, bro. Like we're back to old times, yeah, you know. For sure. It's oh, I love it, man. I would so, love the Knicks run on the table and somehow get to the finals because I think anyone out of the West would would, just, just would roll in. Would roll in. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll no, it'll be it'll be fun. Uh, that's the two series in the East. We've got 76ers versus Celtics, and then Miami versus the Knicks. Celtics are favored by ten in Game One. Damn. So, and then Denver's favored four and a half in Game Two. And that's back in Denver. Early odds for the Lakers Warriors, which we're going to dive into now. Game One is in San Francisco at the Chase Center. We got two games in the Bay. Golden State four and a half points favorites on Tuesday night. Game starting at 9 p.m. Cody, thoughts going into that? Let's try to be unbiased. Let's try to <laughs> give logic and not let emotion get to us and have a friendly little debate. And by the end of this five, ten minute talk about our teams, let's pick a winner. And okay. we're going to kind of in how many games. So let's, okay. let's get into it. We have the Golden State Warriors versus the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers owned the regular season series 3-1. to one. Health was obviously a concern for both teams in the regular season, so I don't necessarily count those games as a good picture of, of what these teams are going to look like in the playoffs. Plus, a lot of those teams are way different come trade deadline, especially yours. Especially that, ours. That's yeah. where your team really kind of took shape and – has really made this run that they're making now. Yes. So, we, game one, Chase, your thoughts of your team going into it? The break, obviously, is most key for us. Having a couple days extra off, getting our bodies right, going in, getting our legs fresh, coming into a hot, hostile environment. Golden State's going to be... Probably the second loudest. I'd say. Signed Sacramento in the playoffs so far. And they're gone now. So, it's... And honestly, bro, Crypto, a.k.a. Staples, 
It was fucking loud, bro. That, that game six was I feel like Kanto gets really crazy, but I didn't watch game six. Yeah, see, it's whenever big games are online and we're playing the right way, the, it's it's rocking. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's insane, dude. The celebrities sitting courtside just bring a whole different aspect. Insane. So, this series, man, what we what we freaking talked about all leading up in the NBA season, we wanted to get a matchup in the playoffs. You and me, Lakers, yes, we Warriors, we wanted it. So bad. So, let me get into this. In earlier episode, we've talked about Caleb and I getting – uh, doing a wager pretty much. Oh yeah, and for the March Madness. Yep. And Caleb actually beat me for that, so I will be wearing a Golden State jersey attire for the whole entire game one, watching it in his household with him. Unfortunately, just we did make the at the beginning of the series said that we're going to watch home games. The person gets home court advantage. Uh, I will think I I'll concede. Thursday night to your house, just because we'll have done Tuesday at my house, Wednesday at my house for the pod. So I, I will concede Thursday, and then Saturday we will get to watch together. Okay. We'll concede. The, I like that. That's fine. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, and you've, not, you've been gone. Yeah. So I, I appreciate you coming over tonight and recording tonight. So we'll give you Monday at home, Tuesday at my place for <laughs> two straight nights, and then Thursday we'll we'll watch the game at your place. So yeah. If you don't mind me being there until Monday. Yeah, let's, let's get it, baby. Cool. I'd rather be there. Cool. I figured. Exactly. <laughs> So especially because game one could be, at, let's just get into it. Game one, Warriors are going to come out and try to hit you with a knockout. Or not a knockout, but they're going to punch you. They're gonna- I think it'll be a bigger statement if you guys take game one for for you guys. For sure. Because you guys are probably going to be tired. Yeah. Legs are going to be heavy a little bit. Especially after, let's quickly touch on, we, we didn't mention this. Steph Curry, you and I just witnessed... <clears throat> I tr- I don't want to become like the rest of the sports media and how they get with the words and the phrases that they use, but I'm going to use a phrase that I believe is true that we just witnessed one of the greatest playoff performances we'll ever see. Scoring performance Scoring. best ever. Okay, I appreciate it. Steph Curry dropped 50 best ever in game 7 against the Sacramento Kings this afternoon. Uh, 20 for 38 from the field, 7 for 18 from 3, uh, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Got everything he wanted. Yeah, he came in and was like 10 in the first quarter, 20 going into halftime, 28. Like Just continuously, every quarter, didn't take one off. I loved what they kind of listened in on one of Steve Kerr's, and he was going over to Steve, and he was like, hey, listen, every time out I need you, come over here, sit down, Gather your breath, gather, get your energy back. We're going to probably call a timeout just to get you some rest at one point. So he kind of knew what was going on, knew kind of the history that could was at stake. And Steph is officially the highest ever scorer in a game seven. That's with 50. Incredible, man. Yeah. It so, was so cool to watch it. But like you said, could be kind of at a detriment to him coming into game one off a quick turnaround. Luckily, like we kind of talked about, outside of the pod, not too far of travel for both teams. L.A., San Francisco, not a ton of distance there. Mm-hmm. Only 87 miles back from Sacramento. So Steph's probably sleeping in his own bed tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> They'll probably watch film on the Lakers tomorrow and then actually do shoot around on 
Tuesday. I doubt they do much practice tomorrow other than watch film and yeah, kind of just strategize and game plan. Just so much quick turnaround now. Exactly. It's only one day apiece now at this point. We're yeah, and that's what sucks. That's what, doesn't necessarily suck, but that's what that's what makes the playoffs so much just interesting. A trek, man. It's tough. Yeah, I, I thank God we have three days off. Like that is just so massive for LeBron, especially for AD. But also, you know, too much time plays into it as well for those guys because I mean they're so used to that schedule. When you take more days off, yeah, kind of frees you up a little bit, ices you up. It does. So I don't, I don't know. It could go either way. I think it helps though. Three days ain't. It's not bad. We we needed it for sure. So going into game one, I think typically a lot of people are going to think it wouldn't be a huge surprise if LA stole game one in your house just because you guys did go seven. Mm-hmm. And Steph had to put on so much energy for that game seven. I think he might be a little, you know, maybe his shots won't be falling early in the game. That's when you need a a, a Jordan or a Clay. They've got to come in and play. Yeah, you need one of them to step up and really pick him up and be like, hey, we saw what you did for us. Back there, we, we got, we you, got you. Yep, yep. So, so many different. I don't know. What's the biggest? Let's start with this. What's the big? What is the biggest matchup in this series? What do you think? Um, as far as matchups are concerned, I think the one point that everyone will talk about is is defense on LeBron. Uh, is, is who's going to guard LeBron? Is it going to be Dre? Is it going to be Wiggins? Is Clay going to maybe try to take some GP2 going to come in and try to guard him? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be that Andrew Iguodala that, that's really going to lock him down? Because we can talk about the others, the the Russells and the Anthony Davis and Schroeder and Hachimara and, and all these guys. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's LeBron versus Steph. Like that's the two names coming into it. And that's the two names that are going to take the final shots and are really going to demand the attention of the ball. So... I think the the defense on LeBron, and on the flip side of that, it's the defense on Curry. Like, who's going to run around and chase Chase him him. the entire time? Because Schroeder may have to do that, but then whoever is playing that second guard, whether it's Russell or it's Reeves, is going to have to chase around Clay or Jordan when Jordan's in. So the conditioning of the Lakers is something that I think I'm going to write down is, is what I'm watching for going into this is... The first game, it might be you've got the fresher legs, but as we go deeper, we get into like the games threes and fours. How's your guys' conditioning going to be compared to ours? Because the Warriors are built for that. Like that's what we do. We run just all the time. <laughs> run, run, run. Yeah. And three point percentage, baby. If we, yeah. That's going to be a big key for both teams. Three yeah. point percentage. Who defends it? Who makes them? Very, very big stat, I think, in this series. My biggest matchup is going to be Looney and AD. You and I kind of talked about that earlier. Yep. I think whoever really dominates that, and if Looney does what he did against Zach and just kills you on the offensive boards, you know, Lakers might have a long series. It it might be over in five or six if that's the case. Anthony Davis has to be dominant. There's no every other game dominance. It has to be every game, 38 to 42 minutes, Let's fucking get it, man. Like, that that guy has to dominate for us to be successful. Everybody knows it. That's the recipe. LeBron's going to do his thing like he always does. And, it, yes, at the end of the day, it's going to be Steph-LeBron debate. But yeah. Anthony Davis, you have to be a 30-14-15 and 14, 15 guy if we're going to be an NBA Finals team. So. Yeah. 
there's a couple of storylines that are going to come out of this. Obviously, like you just mentioned, Steph LeBron, I've mentioned it. Whoever wins this now has the clear path chance to get number five and then obviously breaks up that tie. Mm-hmm. The second is the the Lakers are obviously chasing history at 18 mm-hmm. versus the Lakers or the Celtics also chasing 18. Yep. So there's that. Don't want to lose here to the Warriors and let the Warriors continue to just stack up titles. I mean, they're not anywhere close to catching Lakers or Celtics, no. but no. they're they're putting on titles and you don't want Steph to get a fifth, like, especially if you're LeBron, because then it doubt starts to creep into your mind, not his, but the minds of others of like, hold on a second. Is it really Jordan LeBron or maybe Curry coming in there? Like, obviously you want to throw in Kobe. You've talked about Kobe a lot, but Mm -hmm. Steph gets his fifth and gets past the Lakers. What's the debate anymore? It's like, he's there. I think he's in the debate at that point. He's, he gets he's, five, he's, he's for a top debate. five player of all time. He's on the rush, probably. Yes. Mount Rushmore. Has to be. Just he can't gets five. Deny it anymore. Yep. I, I yes. And then big 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 what ifs. Of course. But I think it's there. Uh, a storyline that the underrated storyline that I'm kinda looking at here is how you guys and your your trade assets that have came in and, and the pieces, how those really kind of stay together during this run and how um, Austin performs. I think Austin and pressure in this <laughs> semis against a Golden State, against the champs. Like, let's just be real. They're the, they're defending champs. Defending champs, man. Going into their house. They've now got home court. How's Austin going to respond? He's never been in a situation like this. Nope. He came in and did so, so well against Memphis, as we both know. Yep. Obviously, his second year, just really understanding and having that poise of ball control and understanding his body and how he can get pick up fouls so easily now. Obviously, he's a good shooter. You know, he can get hot. I think he's only going to get better as a three-point shooter. And, man, when he gets that down consistent, consistently, that is going to be ball game for him. I mean, he's just so, so good on the offensive side of the ball. And then his defense, you know, What's going to happen with him and Steph and him guarding Clay? I think that's going to show up majorly in this series. How how he is on defense is going to really put him against other players, and you can compare like year two players, especially what the difference is as far as an NBA type player and how he has grown into such a honestly superstar man. If he shows up in this series, you can officially say Austin Reeves is is here and yeah. he's here to stay. Craziness, but. Yeah. The trades, man, back to what you were saying, just so much gel, so much just, and shout out Rob, Rob Palenka, man, doing these deals and LeBron for getting all these guys together and finally getting the chemistry that was needed to be there that just wasn't there with Russ, I think. Just too much back and forth, not really being honest with each other and him trying to be a superstar with AD and LeBron and it just wasn't there. So it finally worked. LeBron's put it all together. Think our coaching staff, Darvin. Even though Darvin has issues with substitutions sometimes, I think. Yeah. And rotation, player rotation and stuff like that. His player chemistry and player to coach chemistry is huge. Phil Handy has played a huge, huge deal in Rui being so great and guys just being ready and prepared. So, man, we're gonna get a great series, bro. I'm telling you. Lakers are here. 
for my prediction, I do think we are going to take game one just because of what we talked Return about rate. recently. Yeah. But I can definitely see you guys coming in and taking a game or two in L.A. So I, yeah. I don't see it being a huge sway either way. I, uh, yeah, I think it could be a crazy, crazy series. Uh, let's go ahead and do some project predictions. Ooh, babe. You want to do game by game or you just want to do series? We'll just do series. Yep. I will lead us off. I think the Warriors are obviously going to win. I think it's going to be Warriors in six. Okay. Warriors in six, baby. All right. And my, we'll do an MVP of the series. Okay. I think it's going to be, it'll be close, but the MVP of this series is going to be Draymond for his defense on LeBron. Okay. So I will go the contrary. I'm going to put Lakers in seven. Going into your house, stealing a game in Game Seven, LeBron going absolutely fucking bonkers, just like he did with the Celtics, yep. or with the Cavaliers, with the Cavs, and just being old LeBron. I think he's going to be the MVP of the series since he did some great things in Memphis, but I think some of his mental errors sometimes <laughs> plays into effect on him, and he kind of gives up a little bit sometimes. On you the talked floor. about that a few times throughout that series. Yes. Like, what's he doing? Just so many weird passing. I uh, just, I don't know. Not just locked in. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? And now, I think those things can't happen against Steph. The defending champs were locked in 24-7. 48 minutes, bro. We are locked in. There's nothing fucking else. Like, man, dude. It's going to be a great series, dude. I'm yeah. just so excited. I'm so pumped. We've wished for this. We've dreamed of this. I can't wait. Can't wait to watch every game with you, brother. It's going to be a glorious time. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Both of our teams going at it. All righty, baby. For 48 minutes. Come on, man. So we you're did. taking six. I'm taking in six. Taking in seven. Oh, you took. You said seven? You said seven. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm taking in seven. Yeah. You said six. Yep. Yep. Okay. Perfect. It's going to be so freaking awesome. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, what do we. Who do we think is going to be our opponent in the Western Conference Finals? Man, I have to believe that the Suns are going to turn it around, and that KD is just not like with the talent that is on the Suns. I have to believe the Suns are going to pull this one off. So I'm going to go Suns in seven. You're going to go Suns in seven. Yeah. Okay. This is tough for me because I was definitely leaning Phoenix before the series, but seeing that game one, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if Phoenix can give them four so what's games. Your prediction. I'm going to go, I do think Phoenix will turn it around, but I'm going to go Denver in seven because I think they'll get that last game at home. Nugs in seven. Nugs in seven. And all my 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 Denver Nugget friends are going to appreciate that because I've been dogging them about Phoenix <laughs> taking them. And then they won game one very handily. I'm like, damn, all right, well. Yeah, I that, think everyone thought Phoenix was going to come in here and just do some crazy stuff too. I've been just kind of... Well, if they don't shoot well, man, it's... It's any game. Any yeah. game. And so well off the bench for the Suns has to perform. Like it can't just be the starters. No, not at all. And that's what we were concerned about. So definitely can some start some concerns for that team. Gotta have some help. Hopefully they get it all sorted out. Uh quick little post draft reaction from us both. The Eagles were the talk of the town coming out of day number one. Uh I think even just coming out of the draft in general, the, the Eagles 
drafted so, so well. Uh, the moves they made, the things that they were able to do, and, and the people they were able to pick up uh, have, have set them far and apart, in my opinion, as far as anyone else in the league. Uh, going into the next year, I think they're going to do great. The Broncos performed decent at the draft, got some guys that I think that they definitely had their eye on and, and moved up and made some moves and did some things, so happy with that. Carolina got their guy in Bryce. Houston got their guy in CJ. So saw some faces of maybe the next wave of quarterback come in. Uh, you obviously talked about being there and then that sort of stuff, but talk about the actual players and the draft itself and, and how you thought that went. You know, I loved everything about Philly. They did some amazing, amazing replenishing on the defensive side of the ball, obviously, with getting Jalen Carter at number nine and then Mr. Nolan Smith uh, from Georgia as well. Which is, we're drafting Georgia University, I guess, bro. Yeah. It's insane how many. And then we took Keely Ringo in the in the fourth, uh, just or actually the third, I'm sorry. We moved back up and got him in the third. And then we also made a draft day trade and brought in DeAndre Swift, a former Georgia Bulldog and a running yeah. back. Man, shout out Howie Roseman. That dude is just one step ahead of everybody, I feel like. And he just keeps doing it. Keeps building this team, man. We're going back, baby. I'm saying it. We are going back. I will say the uh, the swift trade that Jake offered me would have been more interesting had I known he would have been a Philly. Had he been an Eagle. Now that makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Yep. I'm not disappointed with not doing the trade, but it would have definitely – I would have thought on it and – looked at it a little harder than I did probably. Yeah, because what was it again? It was Swift, it was Swift and, and Jonathan Taylor. No. Or no, I you know. were sending Jonathan Taylor. And right? Chase Young. And Chase Young. For Swift and a receiver from Mike, Mike Williams, right? No, it was from uh the Commanders. Dotson. Oh Terry. Oh Dotson Jahan. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Yep. Good little young receiver. Still Interesting trade. I probably would have leaned a little bit more your side, but yeah. Yeah, Swift, man, if he's healthy, you know what he's going to give you, especially behind a great offensive line. Oh, Who knows what yeah. that would have been like. And again, Philly replenished on the offensive line. We took a great little offensive guard, Tyler Steen, uh, offensive tackle too. So, man, Philly, dude, they reload and retool, baby. We are rolling. Philly. Another team, Seattle, drafted pretty well. Uh, didn't didn't do bad. I I, yeah. I don't mind the uh, cornerback pick. He he's pretty good. They hope he better be good. He it's better be early early, early pick. He better for, be Jalen Ramsey good. He if you're taking him that early, pets are damn good. <laughs> Shoot, but Jalen came in and was like, well, yeah, for sure down. Yeah, no, but Packard did too. I feel you. Yeah, no, it's they did very interesting picks. Uh, obviously with Jackson Stick, Najiba. Yeah, Najiba. Uh, Derek Hall and then Zach Carbonet. Was their their first Char- oh Charbonnet? Charbonnet. Yeah. The first Interesting, four. man. Kenneth Walker there at running back. I don't yeah. know. Seattle's just a weird team, bro. They didn't take a quarterback, so they're selling they're sold on Geno. You can tell that Arizona is trying to show good faith to Kyler with the first pick being Paris Johnson Jr. an offensive tackle, really showing Kyler like, hey, we're gonna make it a uh, a point to really protect you and <coughs> Get you some some help on that. Offense. And they traded out of the third pick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, back to six. Yep, that's cool. I think that that was like a Lane Johnson type pick for me. 
in in relative sense. Yeah, uh, th th that's huge for them. Massive, actually. No, I agree. Uh, Ravens, decent little, decent little draft with Zay Flowers at the beginning. So so. Uh, Giants, not too bad. They they picked a corner in the first round, Deontay Banks. Then also picked a center in the second round. Chicago. Chicago had a bunch of picks. Yeah, Darnell yeah. Wright being there first, an offensive tackle, showing mm -hmm. Justin that they're going to try to get him some some help mm -hmm. on that line. Mm -hmm. And then did some defensive work over the next three picks with Gervon Dexter Sr., defensive tackle, Tyreek Stevenson, cornerback, and Zach Pickens, defensive tackle. So it looks like they're retooling the uh, defensive line. Yes, they need to. They lost all their pieces. So, uh, what about Denver, bud? You know, their first pick was Marvin Mims, right? I'm scrolling down to them, so we'll, okay. we'll get we'll get there. I'm oh, we'll get there. Okay. We're scrolling through, and I'm excited to talk about Denver's second and because they moved up in the second round. Yeah, yeah. So just kind of touching on some notable names and teams. Uh, Buffalo drafting Dalton Kincaid in the first round. Interesting. That's interesting. Don't know if that maybe shows that they're willing to move off Dawson Knox or if they want to just do two tight end sets. Yeah. Very Who knows kind of what they're doing there. Bryce Young, obviously, first pick in the NFL draft going to Carolina. And then get Jonathan Mingo in the second round out of Ole Miss. So maybe a little one-two punch there. Mingo's fantasy stock went up with that, I think. Yeah. I think he might be a solid first round pick now. I like, I like Bryce. Bryce might trading back and maybe going for – Bryce in late first round wouldn't be bad, but because I could even see myself trading like if instead of the ninth, not having so much value and going instead of the sixth, going for the ninth for you. We got you. Yeah, our trade that we're yeah. talking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I really like. But you got Joe. I know yeah, that's why Joe I, and Russ. So I mean, that's not. But I would be willing to get Russ away to do that. Bryce is my second. Have him back up, yeah. Joe, and then have two just really young receipt quarterbacks going into the future. True. Because like I've talked about, I'm not going to come in and try to think that I'm going to take over the crown year one. Well, yeah. yeah. I want to build a and that's solid good. team. And that's good not to expect that. You're, you you got to build something first. But yeah. you got pieces already. No, I do. Yeah. But I, it's pieces. So I look at it. I don't know how much you like the Deion Sanders, what he's kind of doing in, in Colorado and the stuff that's kind of coming out of there. But I don't mind the cleaning house and picking the people that you want. Like, sure, there's some team, there's some names on the team that I like and have weight, but there's also a, some weight, especially playing in fantasy, of just getting people that you want. Yeah, like players the guys that you like. You yeah. like. So you got to make a trade and maybe give up some value just because it's a name you like and think that they're going to do good. I totally am all for that, especially kind of coming as the new guy. So Always. Don't mind that whatsoever. Do what's right for you, brother, and what you think the value is right for. Also, but you're you know enough around the league, you do you understand things. It's, yeah, you'll you'll get a trade will come along. It yeah, always no, does. I won't force anything. It always does. That's not happening. Um, the Broncos. Yeah, we did Marvin Mims Jr. as pick one. We traded up and got the final pick in the second round, and ended up taking Marvin Mims. He's a uh, Quick, speedy guy could definitely be a deep threat. We now have him and KJ, two dudes that can really just stretch the, f the field so crazy. Um, and then you got a route runner like Jerry Judy that can just do some crazy things as well. And then plus Cortland and Tim Patrick, tight end room is solid as well. It's we beefed up the offensive line. I, I Sean Payton is saying Russell, I gave you everything. 
train in the offseason. Be an effing good quarterback for us, man. Or you're gone. Or you're donezo. And we're going to do some... Here's... You guys can't be bad again, bro. I'm going to... This is nuts. This is crazy. I want you to hear this. It's because it's nuts. And it's probably something that they're like, never been done and whatever. I think if Russell sucks this year and we have a the similar record we take the dead 23 million in cap mm-hmm. we sell some receivers and we go up in the draft and we try to get Caleb or Drake or Caleb or whatever it is may you would sell in two years following first round picks again for a quarterback I could see them doing it because I mean those especially Caleb like if there was even a chance that they could have a get Caleb. And obviously it depends on where you're at and how the money and stuff, but they I can see him it. getting really aggressive and just saying F it. Yeah. They would do it, I think. Because you I mean, can't get Lamar anymore. Yep. Joe's gonna stay in Cincy. I know they're working on that deal. Yep. Hasn't really materialized, but that's not gonna fall through. So it's like There's nobody. That's it. Cause I thought there was a chance they would go after Will. After he started falling, Mm -hmm. if he would have fallen further in the second, I was like, ooh, maybe there's a chance they go after him at the end of the second round. Yeah. But they didn't. Um, Yep. They've shown that they've got faith in Russell, which I appreciate. But if he sucks it up this year and in similar performance and and just doesn't really perform well, yeah, let's let's go get a a dude. Your guy. Yeah. To start you over and run you a couple 10, 15 years. So, yeah, I agree. Big time, man. Uh, I loved the Drew Sanders pick, though. Yes, that was yeah. a, that, that was a nice. The Riley Moss pick. shout out Jake, uh, Jake Powell. He yeah. <laughs> commented on the Riley Moss pick, said he's talented. So I, I've looked into him. Uh, not a bad dude. Definitely a, a ball hawk. Uh, plays super hard, and I, I agree with him. JL Skinner at safety, and then Alex Forsyth at center at the seventh round. So only five picks. We've obviously given up a ton of value and trades and, and don't have much uh, draft capital. So Houston was another big name that um, did some crazy things. And then we'll kind of wrap up the, the balls. They obviously got CJ Stroud at number two, where they originally were, and then traded up in the draft to get to the number three, to get Will Anderson Jr. What's on that? What a trade, man. So in our mock draft episode with Max, we talked about how they were probably thinking defensive mind at first. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't, but they did kind of yeah. end up go in that mindset because they took CJ Stroud at number two, which is probably what they should have done all together. So those reports about CJ falling was a fucking huge just bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then they moved up to three crazy ass trade, I think was just honestly the trade of the draft, in my opinion to get the best defensive player in the draft outside of Jalen Carter, Will Anderson Jr. So yeah. Houston, hats off, D'Amico, uh, Nick Casario, those boys, they they had a hell of a draft. I hope they start turning it around, man. We'll see. All right, crazy. Two more things I want to touch on real quick. Uh, first one being the Los Angeles Chargers. Getting some, some help, I think, and, and showing Justin that they're – Wanted to help him with the Quentin Johnson wide receiver and then drafting uh, Tuli Tupaluto. Yeah. Uh, the outside linebacker. Obviously, that's defense and they did defense right afterwards. But another receiver drafted 
drafted a guard, defensive tackle, and then Max Dugan out of TCU. Yes, I did. I took the Dugan boy. Yeah, so that was a decent one. And then I didn't realize this, but holy crap, did you see the amount of picks that the Rams got? Dude, insane. Holy crap. And they ended up taking Stetson Bennett. Yes, they did. Early, kind of. In the fourth. Yeah. I, I thought he was going to be a sixth, seventh round pick. Agreed. So that's cool. That's a good landing spot for him, too. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, coming out of this, and then we'll go into the bangers, you still have Bijan as the number one dynasty prospect, rookie prospect coming out? I do. Okay. He, he has to be. I think the draft, where these guys are taken in the draft, you have to take that in consideration how much, you know, draft capital they're spending on somebody yeah so if it's a first or second round pick usually you know they're going to get playing time the first year that's just what's going to happen oh, or the more than likely especially top 10 top 15 picks so Bijan being number one he's going to let he's going to have a hell of a role in Atlanta I think they have backs too they could have a stable which could eat into some of his reps into his rookie year but uh he's going to have some big splash plays he's such a great player still 101 They'll probably move on from Cordero at some point, and it'll be him and Tyler Algier show. So that'll be great. And then Jameer Gibbs getting picked at number 12 by the Lions, moving back up to, to get him, uh, moving up three spots, I think, to get him. So just so many – the trade aspect of it, the capital, Jameer Gibbs should probably be 102 as well uh, just because of the running backs and how they are valued in today's yeah. game. Four of one quarterback dynasty league, uh, so anything can happen. But those two should probably be ranked the highest just because of where the receivers f- fell and the quarterbacks also. So agreed. One thing <clears throat> I was just looking at the Panthers roster, and I like their roster as far as they've got. Andy Dalton to kind of mentor Bryce a little bit, which Andy hasn't had a. Superstar career, mm-hmm. but also has played in some games, beaten some teams, played in some meaningful games. I think solid veteran backup quarterback. Yeah, can a calming presence. I think they yeah. could be like, hey, listen, blah blah blah. If he's got to come in, he's not going to throw six interceptions. Got Miles Sunder- Sanders in the running back room. Yep. One name that we probably didn't mention as far as in their their team and their roster is Thielen in that wide receiver room. Yep. To help mentor Jonathan Wingo. They have C.J. Saunders, LaVisca Chenault, and Shea Smith. So not a huge, a, a bad receiver room. They need some weapons. And then Hayden Hurst, a tight end. So I, I don't – looking at this team, it could be interesting. And they've obviously got free agent signings they're going to be able to do. And Carolina Panthers could be a team to watch out for in the next couple of years, depending on Bryce's development and how that all works out. Very much so. Their defense has, has been very young and up and coming. They play very well together, too. They fly around with the ball always. So, yeah, maybe two, three-year period and get some weapons for Bryce, get him protected for one, get that offensive line right. Carolina was one of the best offensive running teams in the league last year, so let's think about that, too. Who knows, man? Hopefully he landed on a a coach as well. That division is kind of wide open as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, hopefully, like I said, landed on the right coach and just kind of have the right environment for Bryce to slowly learn and get better so, love be, it. Be a guy. <clears throat> love it. I think, though, Anthony Richardson. 
He can look the, out for. He can have the most biggest turnaround for a team in the draft so far. Colts could be a fun team to watch, which is the the talent that they've got on the offensive side of the ball. If they're all their pieces come back healthy with Leonard or Darius, not Darius. Uh, what's his his new name now? His uh, it's some. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, his new Leonard's new name, and sorry about that. Mr. Leonard uh, <laughs> and uh, Jonathan Taylor coming back, Quentin Nelson being healthy, just all those pieces. Michael Pittman all need to be right, all yep. need to be there. New coach Shane coming in, he could open up some things. Could be a fun, rich. could be a fun little, very, 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 very interesting with Jaguars being competitive and Houston coming around, turning around, and then the Titans. I think the Titans had a really underrated draft too. So not bad. That's where Will ended up going. Yep. They loaded up offensive line, defensive line, too, so they needed that. Agreed. Totally agree. Great draft for a lot of teams, to be real with you. Tannehill there to mentor all the young guys, because that's <laughs> what he loves to do. <laughs> he loves that shit, man. Love it. Well, let's uh, let's let's get into the bangers. Talk about a little banger. What's that sound? Let's fucking do it. Let's crush it, brother. Uh, you and I, on Tuesday evening, are going to see Evil Dead Rising. Seven o'clock. We got a, got a little group going. Should yes, we do. Yes, we do. Got Britty. Yep. Brit going. The Shut grandparents, up. your grandparents are going. Mm-hmm. And Mace Cat. Yep. We're going to go see that in the whole fam, AMC. We've got the comfy chairs too. So I can get a blanket and cover up and get you real. Baby cat. Real cover up my head because I'll be so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Love that. Then later on in the week, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 comes out and we've got that franchise trilogy kind of ending there which will be interesting and we'll see how they kind of close out that series but yeah really good movies coming out i know you and i have kind of talked about going and seeing a few uh renfield and a couple of others that are up there on the list that we want to see but not quite gonna go pay the money or take the time out of our days to go see it in theaters we're just gonna wait till they come out on like hbo or uh, Netflix or wherever they're gonna go. Renfield, I could see being like a Netflix one, and then uh, what was that other one we had mentioned? Hey, Olivia. Oh, honey's getting in trouble out there. I don't know if anybody could hear that. So, uh oh, honey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really excited for for what movies are are doing and what movies are coming out. I think this summer could be a fun, fun Loaded. summer of movies. Loaded summer of movies. We got Flash. We got Guardians. Yep. Uh, there's fast ten, fast ten. Whoop, <laughs> family baby, family. They're gonna keep <laughs> making ten more because they got so much family. They're gonna start a whole new series with like a subplot of people. Yeah, yeah. we've got the movies coming out. We've got you're sending a festival. Concerts will be up and rolling. Uh, I, I'm I've never been more excited for a summer. I think and I am jazzied up, bro. I can't wait. With your group of friends that you've got, my group that I'm going to bring into the mix, just you and I obviously have not had a summer that we've been this close, and it, it'll be a blast. Dude, we're going to do some we're fun see things. Some, see some shit. <laughs> we're going to take the, the audience along for it. Oh, yeah. Let's, we're going to definitely do it. Hopefully, we got some big plans ahead, baby. Yeah. I'd love to do some shows in some different places and have a, have a time. So. Oh, my gosh. Well, in typical little honey dog fashion, she's got to be the center of attention. <laughs> Cody and I had to take a 
brief pause because a note was slid under the podcast door. I'm sure most of you heard in the background, Macy shout, honey, Olivia. Uh, for you that don't know, we'll post a picture this week of sweet honey. She was in the picture with Max, actually. She so was. She was being held by Max. Yep. Uh, check a story of mine at some point. I'll sure I'll post a picture of honey this week. But honey is our little Yorkie, seven pound Yorkie. Uh, honey Olivia is her name. She was on the back of the couch next to Macy while she was at the coffee bar. Macy was hanging up some pictures. And she doesn't like the air fryer. And the air fryer just got done running. And was on the back of the couch. And took a little pee on the back of the couch. To which Macy turned her head to see Honey squatting and peeing on the back of the couch. So, yeah, shout out Mace for having to deal with that. Because I was obviously doing a pod with you guys. <laughs> we get a note slid under the door that said, Our dog just peed literally on the back of the sofa. So, of course, we had to pause and see what was going on. Everything's okay. The couch is okay. Everything's back to normal. So, shout out Mace for holding down the fort, like always. She killed that shit. Uh, she about killed honey. She about <laughs> murdered honey. Poor little fun bun. So, we... We're talking about Evil Dead and Guardians of the Galaxy and new movies coming out and just how excited we are for the summer. I hope you guys are excited for the summer as well. I feel like it's our first summer back from like no more COVID, no more like bad shit. Like let's just have a fun summer. This is going to sound super cheesy and people don't laugh at me. Let's have a summer of love. Like let's just have a summer of just like enjoying everybody's company and just not judging people, like letting people live their best lives. Like not, let people just not have to feel like they've got to work out before they go to the beach and rivers and let's just fucking just go out just there and love, just vibe. One let's just vibe. One so, love, baby. Always. I know we'll be talking and promoting that all through the summer. and Yes, sir. We'll obviously try to get a little healthier and whatnot, but I don't want to be rocking no six-pack. I can't get a six-pack. I'm not committed enough to be getting a six-pack and pecs and being tan, like looking like Zac Efron type shit. <laughs> It's just not going to happen for me. Bro, well, you're beautiful no matter how you look, dog. Thank you. Yes, sir. Macy says the same. I think everyone else is the same as well. So, uh, But we're going to get healthy. We're going nah, to get right. Whether it's just eating better and just feeling better. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to be able to, I think by the end of the summer, <clears throat> you and I, on the pod right now, should commit to getting in shape enough to putting our names into the 3v3 tournament and participating. Ooh. They don't want that. They don't. They don't want us in there. Full shape, ready to roll. Actually, can play defense the entire day. Yeah. They don't want that. They don't want that. I'm telling you. But we, we should do a little weight competition thing, like a summer weight competition. That'd be fun. Just to like get each other motivated. Yeah, yeah. We're each team. other, you know, consistent and competitive. Yeah, I mean, and make it like a. I think the the cool fun weight competitions that I've heard between like guys and their friends and even like getting some of the doghouse guys, if they want to participate that are trying to like, and, and figure out how it can be can fair for everyone. And, and John has done this with like my mom and, uh, Clovia and Steve where it's like, everyone has to lose weight, but like the girls only have to lose. Like they, they figure out to where it's fair. It's a little bit different. Yeah. 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 
So if, if people aren't like trying to lose as much weight as us, that way it's still, we'll figure out. What I'm trying to say is we'll figure out the They're number. trying to reach their own goals. Exactly. Yeah. But we should get a bunch of dudes in it and then. Or any listeners. Exactly. If you guys want to join in, please. And get like a, a pot, like a $50 buy-in or $100 buy-in or something. And really make it to like, you win like 600 bucks at the end of the summer and get some change going into the fall. Some incentive, baby. Yeah. 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 Like, I got to work for this because. And that'd be huge, man. Like, not that we're money hunger and anything yeah. like that but like that that's that that incentive that hey we're obviously we're all competitive as yeah. hell we're trying to win mm-hmm. but it obviously we're going to have a great positive you know great thing at the end that is going to be exactly. huge obviously we're losing weight we're being healthier we're feeling better and that's who knows, maybe the winner will take everyone out for dinner with their winnings <laughs> yeah we could all like splurge that night and we could all go out and like get some andes or something or go have like a just a fat a weekend dinner, like a weekend a, together or something we'll go to billiards and just devour some cheeseburgers yeah and things like that but we could spend that money and go get like an airbnb somewhere and just fucking have a night out together and yeah, yeah it'd be fun but anybody that wants to participate or has any ideas for how we should go about this little weight loss competition may 1st will be tomorrow Monday, May 1st, so we'll start in a couple of weeks once we kind of get some ideas Let's down. Get some, some I definitely want to do that. Yeah. I think that would motivate both of us. I love it. Because one, I mean, at the end of the day, even if it was just based off bragging rights, you and I would go hard at it because we're competitive. We're going to, yeah. We don't want to lose to the other person. I'm trying to fucking win. Always. Yeah. Always. Hey, what are you doing tonight? I can't fucking hang out. I got to go work out because you're two pounds ahead of me, asshole. <laughs> yeah. Because you are doing this. <laughs> Well, you wanted to see me tonight? Well, you should have ate a set of fucking ice cream last night. <laughs> You're like, what are we eating on the pod tonight? Uh, vegetables. Fucking <laughs> <Okay>, one carrot. <laughs> yep. What are you doing after the pod? Working out. Okay. Fucking go to the gym in the apartment, you yeah. dick. Yeah. All right, I'm coming with. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. You're all out in. I love it. Dude, yep. This is awesome. Yeah. So no, summer, summer comp. So you might hit up. I know you got a big doghouse, Chad, for the... Hit up the boys. Well, I know they, they all heard. they all most listen, so yeah. they they'll be they'll be hit tuned. Us they'll up. be tuned. Hit us up. Let us we'll know. Group chat going. It'll be a blast. It'll be fun. Fitness boys or yeah. the, the fitness dogs. <laughs> yep, I know a bunch of them. You know they they be going hard well, at I it know, like fitness. So Adam, for instance, has been talking like he's like, man, I'm I'm off my grind. Like I let myself go. Because he for a while, you should see his transformation photo, like from one day to one day, because he did. Shout out Adam, because he, he really did, and he knows what he's doing as far as that goes, so I don't know if we want him actually in the competition. Oh, he might. Wim also. I mean, look at Wim. But I don't know. what That's like people Dude, like have him. Have you seen like, an old picture of Wim? Uh-uh. Oh, my God. Bro, you haven't seen an old picture of Wim? Uh-uh. Stop it. No. You should, uh, we'll keep going, but I'll pull up an old picture of him, because that's just, that, shout out my boy, our boy. Dude, Wim. is a... A, a beast in the gym. A fucking monster, actually. Like, let's just put it aggressively. Dude is a gym rat. I mean, he's always... he. Go, I know he goes every day. Uh, usually in the mornings. I mean, he's knocking it out before he even goes to work sometimes when he you know, when he was working. Um, that was, like, one of his concerns when he tore his bicep. Like, obviously, man, I can't go work. But, damn, I can't go work out. Like, yeah. But he is. He's still doing it. He was doing legs. Yeah. Yeah. Getting those fucking muds and all those things rolling. So the people that hate leg day, Wim did it for a month because he couldn't do anything else. So shout out Wim. (laughs) 
<laughs> but fucking monster, man. Summer's gonna be fucking rolling. It's gonna be a blast. Can't wait. Music will be fucking fantastic. I can't wait for some bangers that'll come out there that we'll be able to talk about and just experience. Right now, I know you kind of experienced for the first time since you were so busy last night was the new Illinium album. Oh, baby. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about that and did it meet your expectations? Did you have any expectations? Kind of your thoughts on the album. Expectations are always super, super high. There's never a thought that I would think he would have a bad song or album released. He's just too too complex of an artist to be releasing mediocre stuff like that. Yeah. So finally getting to listen to it, it came out Friday, but obviously I was so damn busy. I didn't have time to actually sit down and listen and mm -hmm. intently listen. So finally got to on the way home from KC, listen from one through 16. I think there's 16 songs, about 57 minute album. Sounds about right. The album is called Illinium. <laughs> so first named debut name album or whatever you want to call it. Yep. So it's fully loaded with throwback artists and uh, DJs that are big. Songs. Yep, DJs that are big name today with him. Some of his really close friends. Just so many, so many great songs that he's already released and uh, that have already like, kind of been on the radio and stuff that are on there. I think there's about four or five that he pre-released of the album that have been awesome. So. So many bangers. Shout out one song though in particular he has with Miss Avril Levine. Yep. She has just one of the most beautiful voices as growing up when I or I came up and like the punk punk rock scene because I love that. I love Blink One Eighty Two. I loved Avril. I just loved all of those type of things. Uh she was just so so cool. <laughs> I loved her, the skater type girl, like yeah. all the goth make. Like I don't know, I want like so, most guys had that just crush of some type of, of girl like that. So loved Avril. Her songs were such kick ass back in the day, and then having her now on a song with my favorite, one of my favorite artists, yeah, Alicia, for sure. is just so so cool. Cool little moment. No, oh, dude, so so cool. It was so awesome listening to it on the way home, just feeling all the goosebumps and just love that for you. So dope. Good. Another one, All Time Low, he did a song with, yeah. which it brought brought me back to, again, that Blink-182 vibe. So many cool things, man. I love him. Just love what he's doing. Obviously, the sad boy aspect of the whole album is just great. So yeah. many great. There's like about four or five of them that I can just cry to. So <laughs> just get down deep in my feels. Uh, so, yeah, man. Great, great album. I'm excited for you to listen to it. Yeah. New, Tomorrow. It kind of shows more of his... Coming out of all of it, because a lot of people don't know, and I really didn't get to talk about it much on our top five music artists. He, Nick Miller, talking about, went through a huge, huge thing in his life. Uh, he actually had a heroin overdose, and he was a heroin addict as well. Um, and he kind of overcame that, and obviously has become one of the best <laughs> electronic EDM DJs in, in the world. So just shout out him for overcoming such crazy obstacles and those type of things uh it can be done so anybody listening that might be having any sort of you yeah. know uh those type of things going on in their life and addictions it's hard so reach out to people reach out to your friends reach out to your family because and i know that's super hard to do but everyone again back to the one love thing is there for you we're trying to make everybody better and everyone win so 
Yeah, my kind of little heartening mental moment there for Hellenium fans and everybody else. Like, it's hard, but you got to keep rolling. I appreciate that. Everyone, yes. uh, <clears throat> being vulnerable is hard, and I think people appreciate when people are, are vulnerable and show their vulnerable side. So I know I appreciate that, and I, I know the listeners will appreciate that as well. So thank you for that. And if you or anybody else is struggling and you're having thoughts like that or um you're just struggling in general and, and need someone to, to talk to and kind of cheer you up reach out to your anyone reach out to us reach out to Please. get in our inbox baby uh, dms dm us man we'd love to chat reach out to anyone on the outside that just just reach out for that help just know that there are people there that want you to succeed and want you to get better and want you to be happy so yeah. Definitely. Happiness well, is key, man. We would love to love to help someone. That would mean more to us than, than doing this show. Knowing that we would be able to help someone, I think, is, is what we wanted to do all along. God, so, so massive. Thank you guys so much. Uh, that, that's going to do it for this show. We wanted to keep it a short one, not not go too crazy. Hour and 20 right now, hour and 21. So that's pretty good for us. So a Quick love. So. Love that. <laughs> We're going to be right back here in these chairs with an extra person come Wednesday night. Sir, baby. We're so excited. We're going to bring the mother effing energy with mm. Mr. Devin Gibbs. I know he's going to bring the energy. I'm going to send him the kind of outline of the episode after this. Mm -hmm. Let him get prepared, get his notes down. He's going to come rocking and rolling. I know he's going to do a fucking awesome job for you guys, and you're going to love it as well. So thank you again for listening. Uh, we're excited to keep doing this we have a effing blast doing it and i know cody loves doing it as well and i love doing it as always have a freaking rocking rocking week it's monday i hope you had a great monday i hope anyone that listens to this had a great monday today's sunday i know but i'm releasing it on a monday you dork <laughs> yeah you're right actually no that's wrong i'm releasing it on a wednesday not recording on a Monday gets me all effed up. We're this fucked is up. A, this is a Wednesday release. Yeah. So you're midweek, people. You're midweek, and we're on a Sunday right now. I don't know what day we're at. Days are, days are running together at this point. Brother. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. I'm Caleb. That's Cody. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the love. We'll be back again very, very soon. Keep listening. Keep chilling. Have a great rest of your week. We love you all. Peace out, guys. Fuck a pigeonhole, I'm a night out, it's a different mode I'ma have to make a 